This is the SF Productions Podcast Network. The Kinescope Initiative Episode 115 A sitcom review in chronological order. From the SFPP and Television Center, take it away, Mark. Thank you, announcer Bod, and welcome to the Kinescope Initiative, a sitcom review in chronological order. Let's continue with the sitcoms of 1983. At Ease premiered on ABC on March 4, 1983 at 8.30 p.m., a more modern and urban take on the classic Sergeant Bilko with Jimmy J.J. Dynamite Walker taking the lead, along with David Naughton as a fellow get-rich-quick schemer in the military. Roger Bowen plays the exasperated colonel, Richard Jekyll, a by-the-book major, with John Weiner as his snitch. Jordan Fremen plays Naughton's girlfriend with Josh Mostel, John Vargas, and Jeff Bannister as fellow soldiers at a sleepy army base in Texas. We covered Jimmy Walker on episode 71 for Good Times, Roger Bowen on episode 55 for Arnie, and Josh Mustel on episode 94 for Delta House. David Naughton hit the big time in commercials as the lead in a long series for Dr. Pepper. I'm a pepper, she's a pepper, he's a pepper, we're a pepper. He then got the lead on Making It, a disco show which had a theme that hit the Billboard Top 10. He would later be a regular or recur on My Sister Sam, Turbocharged Thunderbirds, voice work, and Granite Flats. He may be best known as the lead in An American Werewolf in London, which lost him the Dr. Pepper gig due to his nudity in the film. Naughton also spent some time on Broadway in Da and Hamlet. Richard Jekyll had a long career as a character actor with 193 IMDb credits. He started as a mailboy at the Fox studio and later became a mainstay in westerns and war films. He also spent some time in the Merchant Marines. Sands of Iwo Jima, The Gunfighter, Comeback Little Sheba, 310 for Yuma, 4 for Texas, The Dirty Dozen, Sometimes a Great Notion, Earning an Oscar Nom, Walking Tall Part 2, Airplane 2 The Sequel, and Starman. Jekyll recurred or was a regular on Matinee Theater, Frontier Circus, Banyan, Firehouse, Gunsmoke, Salvage One, Spencer for Hire, and Baywatch. He passed in 1997. Jordan Fremen recurred on Romance Theater and The New Adam-12. John Vargas's father was killed in Laos during the Vietnam War. John attended Carnegie Mellon, the first Puerto Rican to graduate from the drama department. He moved into films, Star Trek II The Wrath of Khan, Wildcats, Primary Colors, and Zoolander. Vargas would also do television, Santa Barbara, DEA, Silk Stockings, and a lot of guest spots. Jeff Bannister recurred earlier on The White Shadow. At Ease only made it to 14 episodes. Jimmy Walker would go on to Bust and Loose, as well as some guest spots, then return to radio work. The show's creator did a little better after switching from TV to film, John Hughes. He did a great job burying this, could not even find the opening theme online. My name's Nick Small. I'm a private eye. 
Small and Fry premiered on CBS on March 7, 1983 at 8.30 p.m. Meet Private Eye's Nick Small, Darren McGavin, and Chip Fry, Jack Blessing. Nick is old-fashioned and has little problem roughing up someone to get the truth. Chip is younger and uses more up-to-date methods. Oh, and he can shrink to six inches tall via a special ring. Debbie Zip played Nick's daughter and Chip's girlfriend, plus she's the receptionist. They all hang out at a bar run by Warren Berlinger with a waitress, Victoria Carroll, and a drunk played by Dick Wilson. We covered Warren Berlinger on episode 24 for The Joey Bishop Show. Not sure how Darren McGavin got pulled into this show. We did mention the actor way back in episode 3 for Mama as a guest, but didn't provide a bio. Reportedly, he was a child runaway and lived alone in Tacoma, Washington. He got a job as a set painter at Columbia and wound up doing a lot of uncredited acting work. McGavin jumped into early TV and early live dramas and anthologies. He starred in Crime Photographer and an early version of Mike Hammer. Other regular or recurring roles, Riverboat as the Captain, Dr. Kildare, The Outsider, The Magical World of Disney, Ike the War Years, The Martian Chronicles, Murphy Brown. He also did Broadway, My Three Angels, The Rainmaker, The Tunnel of Love, Two for the Seesaw, Dinner at Eight, and films Summertime, No Deposit, No Return, Airport 77, Hangar 18, Turk 182, and Billy Madison. McGavin is probably best remembered for two of his 185 IMDb roles. He played the disheveled reporter following otherworldly stories on Kolchak the Night Stalker and the bombastic father in A Christmas Story. Damn Bumpus's dogs! McGavin passed in 2006. Jack Blessing served in the Army, then began an acting career beginning with Boston's improv group The Proposition. There he was discovered by Paramount and got a role in TV movie The Defection of Simus Jadrika. Post-Small and Fry, he was a regular or recurred on Moonlighting, The Naked Truth, Murder One, George Lopez, and appeared in films Heaven's Gate, Galaxy of Terror, Above Suspicion, and Talladega Nights. Blessing passed in 2017. Debbie Zip would later have a run on Murder, She Wrote. Victoria Carroll was born to a vaudevillian and an actress, and she performed with them on stage in The World's Youngest Mind Reader. She went on to dance on Broadway, which then led to film work, My Fair Lady, Robin and the Seven Hoods, How to Stuff a Wild Bikini, Spin Out, Nightmare in Wax, Kentucky Fried Movie. She was a regular or recurred on Hogan's Heroes, Alice, Give Me a Break, and did a lot of voice work, The Incredible Hulk animated series as She-Hulk, Shirt Tales, Foofer, Darkwing Duck, Problem Child, and The Mask. Carol was also one of the first people to join improv group The Groundlings, and under the name Victoria K. Bell has become a celebrated painter. Dick Wilson is a face you would definitely recognize. Born in England, then moving to Canada as a child, he got involved in radio at age 15. He was a dancer for over 20 years and recurred on Sergeant Preston of the Yukon, M-Squad, The Lawless Years, The Donna Reed Show, McHale's Navy, Hogan's Heroes, Bewitched, The Paul Lynn Show, often playing drunks. However, you would better recognize him as Mr. Whipple, the harried grocer who implored shoppers, please don't squeeze the Charmin. 
He was in over 500 commercials for the toilet paper from 1965 to 1989, with a reprise from 1999 to 2000. Reportedly, he was paid $300,000 annually for 12 to 16 days of work. It's hard to think of any actor more closely tied and better known for a single commercial job. Wilson passed in 2007. If Small and Fry sounds like a Mickey Mouse operation, it was. Walt Disney Productions created it. Much of the humor presumably came from Chip's minimizing, which was unpredictable. The ratings also quickly shrunk, and it was gone in only six episodes. Could only find the opening theme online, similar to Easy Listening, with McGavin explaining the show's concept. Ace Crawford, Private Eye, premiered on CBS on March 15, 1983, at 8 p.m. Tim Conway didn't have much luck as a lead. He was much better as part of an ensemble. Here he plays a wacky version of a Sam Spade-esque gumshoe. Joel Regabuto plays his adoring assistant. Billy Barty runs the local bar, with Shara Denise as a singer and Bill Henderson as a musician there. Dick Christie plays Ace's police detective contact. We covered Tim McConway in episode 31 for McHale's Navy. This was the third of his starring flops, along with Rango and an eponymous series, and Joe Regalabuto in episode 100 for The Associates. Billy Barty is probably the best-known little person in all of history. He stood three foot nine inches tall as an adult. Barty spent most of his film and TV career in cameo roles, often playing a child or baby, especially early in his career. Some highlights, a series of shorts with Mickey Rooney called Mickey McGuire, Gold Diggers of 1933, Bride of Frankenstein, A Midsummer Night's Dream, The MST, The Undead, Wonton Ton, The Dog Who Saved Hollywood, Foul Play, Under the Rainbow, Legend, Willow, UHF, and Radioland Murders. Shockingly, he was not in The Wizard of Oz. In fact, his IMDb shows a break between 1937 and 1946. Oz premiered in 1939. And he was a regular or recurred on The Spike Jones Show, Club Oasis, Peter Gunn, The Red Skelton Hour, and voice work on Wildfire. Just some of his 212 IMDb credits. Barty joined the Sid and Marty Croft troupe for The Bugaloos, Sigmund and the Sea Monster, the title role, and Dr. Shrinker. He founded Little People of America in 1957 with 6,800 members today. In 1989, he was part of a syndicated variety show starring Little People called Short Ribs, which he would later be sued for lack of payment. He considered it the most publicity he ever got. Barty passed in 2000. Shara Denise had a recurring role on Columbo, which makes sense, since she was Peter Falk's second wife. She also appeared in films Risky Business and Baby Boom. Bill Henderson was primarily a singer who got a lot of small TV and film roles. He and Horace Silver recorded Senor Blues, one of Blue Note's top-selling singles. He also performed and recorded with Oscar Peterson and Count Basie. 
His acting streak started in the 70s with films Silver Streak, Continental Divide, Fletch, Clue, City Slickers, and Lethal Weapon 4, with regular or recurring roles on Harry O and Dreams. Henderson passed in 2016. Dick Christie would go on to be a regular on Small Wonder and began a long run on The Bold and the Beautiful in 2013. Ace Crawford couldn't deduce a way to get viewers and was gone in only five episodes. Conway's character often had to go undercover, which allowed him to do an extended comedy bit. Ace managed to bumble his way to solving the case each week, then walk out on the wharf in the fog, and then audibly fall in. Found an episode on Daily Motion. It's got a jazzy slash disco opening. Let's just say the comedy is a bit broad, and they lay on the laugh track. The singer gives a performance of a public domain tune, which tells you how cheap this show is. I think I enjoyed the early 80s commercials more. Gunshy premiered on CBS on March 15, 1983 at 8.30 p.m a sitcom from Disney based on the Apple Dumpling Gang movie series, which begs the question, why not just call it the Apple Dumpling Gang? Another question, Gunshy's schedule mate, Ace Crawford Private Eye, starred Tim Conway, who was the co-star in the Apple Dumpling Gang films. Why not just use him? I guess Don Knotts wasn't interested? It turns out this was set up as a comedy miniseries, which I suspect was done in retrospect to hide the fact that the show was a failure. In any case, Barry Van Dyke plays a single father to two kids he won at a poker game. The role was played by Bill Bixby in the films. The kids are played by Keith Mitchell and then Adam Rich. It's a bad sign when recasting is done in the middle of a miniseries. And Bridget Anderson. There's also two bumbling desperados played by Tim Thomerson and Jeffrey Lewis, the Knotts and Conway roles, who never succeed at making an evil name for themselves. Henry Jones plays the sheriff and justice of the peace and barber. Janice Page runs the hotel and is the sheriff's ex-wife, while Pat McCormick runs the stagecoach line. We covered Tim Thomas in episode 88 for Quark, Jeffrey Lewis in episode 101 for Flo, Henry Jones in episode 68 for The Girl with Something Extra, and Janice Page all the way back in episode 13 for It's Always Jan. Barry Van Dyke may be best known as the son of Dick Van Dyke and spent a lot of his career working with, or for, his dad. He had a cameo on the Classic 60s series as a violin prodigy, then worked as a gopher and extra on the new Dick Van Dyke show. He would have major roles on The Van Dyke Show and Diagnosis Murder, directing and writing episodes of the latter. Regular or recurring TV roles not with his dad, The Harvey Corman Show, Galactica 1980, The Red Fox Show, The Love Boat, Airwolf. Keith Mitchell, a.k.a. Coogan, is also a legacy actor, as his grandfather is Jackie Coogan, a.k.a. Uncle Fester. He changed his birth name to Coogan after his grandfather's death. He had TV appearances as early as two years old and commercials by age five. Regular or recurring roles on The Mackenzies of Paradise Cove, The Waltons, Chips, Crafty, The Comeback Kids, with films The Fox and the Hound, Voice Work, Adventures in Babysitting, Toy Soldiers, and Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead, Due to Too Much Adventuring. 
He's involved in two current web shows, Aunt Sissy, an Indiegogo continuation of Family Affair, and the Quarantine Kids, Zoom-based sessions with former child actors. Adam Ritz would go on to a much better-known child role, that of Nicholas Bradford on Eight is Enough. His hairstyle, a page boy, became hugely popular for young boys. After that, he was a regular on the short-lived Code Red and did voice work on Dungeons & Dragons. Unfortunately, his career then went south doing a few guest star bits. He got involved in drugs as a teenager, dropped out of high school, and was arrested for burglary of a pharmacy. Rich would go into rehab at least three times. He participated in a media hoax in 1996 that he was murdered. He does some personal appearances today. Bridget Anderson also has a sad story. She was in commercials as an infant and tested with a very high IQ at age six, reading The Old Man and the Sea. Gunshy was her only regular TV role. Anderson is best remembered for her title role in the film Savannah Smiles, which earned her awards. She learned to dance for a Mae West TV movie and sign language for A Summer to Remember. She lost the title role in Firestarter to Drew Barrymore, then later played her from the back in a TV cameo, Anderson's last role. Unfortunately, as she aged, she had problems getting jobs and died of an opioid overdose at age 21. Pat McCormick was born in Lakewood, Ohio, and got involved in both basketball and track. He served in the Army during World War II, dropped out of Harvard Law School to pursue advertising, all before winding up as a comedy writer for stand-ups. He would go on to write for I've Got a Secret, The Jimmy Dean Show, The Danny Kaye Show, The Craft Music Hall, The Red Skelton Hour, and Carson's Tonight Show, making appearances in character there as well. McCormick was also a producer for USA's Up All Night movie series. His huge frame, 6'7 and very stocky, made him a great foil in comedy films. The Shaggy D.A., Smokey and the Bandit, History of the World Part 1, Under the Rainbow, Scrooged. And his resonant voice got him a lot of voiceover work. McCormick retired in 1998 after he had a stroke and spent the last seven years of his life at the motion picture and TV country home, passing in 2005. There were only six episodes of Gunshy. CBS and Disney have wisely buried this online with only the opening credits, which sounds like it was more of a generic action series. More of 1983 sitcoms in our next episode. Announcer Bot, how can the folks find us online? Go to sfpodcastnetwork.com to get the feed, other SF podcasts, and blogs. Subscribe via your favorite podcast catcher and leave us a review. You can email sfpodcastnetwork at gmail.com. Like us at facebook.com slash sfppn. Follow us on Twitter at sfppn. Check out tumblr.com slash blog slash sfppn. Call us at 614-321-9737. That's 614-321-9SFP. Back to you, Mark. Well, I'm filing this episode in the archive. Tune in next time. <laughs>